We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. The Chicago Chronicle ran a long tirade against the multi-murderer, bigamist, seducer, resurrectionist, forger, thief, and general swindler four days prior to his death on May the 7th, 1896, calling him a man uh, without parallel in the annals of crime. H.H. H. Holmes would claim at least 27 people died by his hands, the majority of whom he tricked into entering a specially designed murder castle with trapdoors, hidden passageways, and soundproof torture chambers. Um, a century after his passing, many still regard Holmes, generally seen as the first known serial killer in American history, as a powerful, almost mythical figure in crime history. But in actuality, perhaps H.H. H. Holmes's misdeeds weren't as heinous as the narrative makes them out to be. Hello, ghoul friends and spook daddies. It's Dom. And Amy. And welcome to this week's episode of Horror House. Um, thank you for being here on this very rainy Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday. It's definitely not Tuesday. It's definitely Wednesday. It's definitely Wednesday. I've had very little sleep. Um, <laughs> please take this as your reminder that you are a wonderful human being who is so very cool and so very awesome and so very lovely and just so kick-ass um and as always thank you for supporting us and thank you for listening slash watching to our humble little show this week amy how are you doing my lovely i'm very well thank you i am cold it is very rainy it is very yeah. horrible and last night was the first night where i was like gonna have to be an adult oh. and put my heat oh. like actual heating on oh um, no <laughs> so yeah i can feel the money trickling out of my house as we speak <laughs> um but luckily i did get a delivery yesterday oh yes of oh, yes. um something pretty pretty special don't know if you can uh can see that there uh, i think you can um, see i recognize that I logo. Did, yeah, yeah i do too um yeah i got my horror house city it's like five sizes too big which is how I ordered it, because I wanted to snuggle up in it. Um, but yeah, it's it came, and I'm very, very happy, and I'm very warm as a result. So I put my heating on yesterday, and now I'm thinking about turning it off and just living in this for the next week. Wow. I mean, if if, if that's not a, a, a just a reason to get the Horror House hoodie, I don't know what don't is. Know what it, is. it saves no. you money on your heating bills. Like, yeah, what, what more can you ask for? Don't give your money to British Gas. <laughs> like, those guys are scamming you. Give yeah, your give money us, to us, us, wear our merch, and stay warm. It's just, it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Yes, absolutely. Um, and for, for those who are listening, um, obviously you can't see the hoodie, um, but it does look hella cosy. Um, as it's Amy said, she has got it about so cozy. I mean, five sizes too big. There's a um, lot of extra space in here, but it's very cozy. <laughs> this hoodie has so much room for activities. <laughs> Honestly, this is the hoodie that I would wear if I was going to the cinema and wanted to like smuggle in all of the snacks. Because uh, I could get so yeah. many snacks in here. Like 
so many. It's got one of those big front pockets as well. Yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing this like you can see it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I'm not. You know, just trying to sell you merch, but you should. But I am also because <laughs> trying you know, to sell you merch. It's, it's pretty sick. <laughs> and also, fifty percent. Yes. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. Nobody does. Fifty percent off and free shipping. I honestly don't understand why you haven't bought one already. I agree. I agree. I oh. mean, what what have we uncovered so far? It saves you money on your heating yep. because Correct. you don't have to put it on. You can mm-hmm. smuggle snacks into the cinema and not have to remortgage your house to get a popcorn and a drink. Um, and it's 50% off and you don't have to pay any shipping. I mean... Uh. <laughs> there is no downside. There really isn't. There really isn't. <laughs> How much do you know about one HH Homes, Amy? I know a little something, something. Um, <laughs> I mean, what good true crime podcaster slash horror goth slut would I be if I didn't know anything about HH Homes? Horror goth slut. Um, so yeah, I know a little bit. Um, I don't want to take away too much from anything that you're going to say. So what I will say is that I really like when mm. I liked, sorry, when Evan Peters played him. In Horror House Hotel. Um, not Horror House Hotel, sorry. Horror American Hotel. Horror Story. <laughs> American Horror Story Hotel. I've just got Horror House on the brain. <laughs> Can't help myself. Um, Coming so American soon. Horror Story <laughs> Hotel. Um, yeah, Evan Peters played him because he, they were in a hotel that was like all rigged for the trips. So yeah, yeah. he played him really, really well, as he does anyone I mean, that yeah, he, he plays. Yeah. He's just incredible. But yeah. um, that was quite a cool, like, if you don't know anything, and you'd never heard of H.H. Holmes, yeah. but you've seen American Horror Story, then you've kind of been introduced to him yeah. without knowing that you've been introduced to him. So, but yeah, okay. it's, it's definitely, I know a little bit, um, but I'm cool. keen to cool. find out more. Lovely. Um, and super, I'm pretty sure Supernatural did like a inspired a episode inspired by H.H. H. Holmes. I'm pretty sure at one point. I think so. I haven't I actually think. seen all of Supernatural, and I know that all of the... The goths are just gonna, you know, yeah, hurt me. Yeah, half of our listenership has just gone. I'm really sorry um, to be <laughs> such a letdown, but I haven't seen all of it, so yes, you're probably right. Um, I think it was in one of the earlier seasons, to be fair. Um, oh, then I've probably seen it and forgotten, which is so worse. <laughs> Very excited to talk about HH Holmes, um, and we're also going to talk about what might not be true about H.H. H. Holmes um, because... There is no second H? There is. There is it's just H. Holmes. It's H. Holmes. <laughs> it is oh just my H. God. Holmes. To be honest, um, at this point, that might actually blow my mind. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no second H. It was all a lie that the papers made up. I mean, to be employees. fair, to be fair... No, stop it. You're, there, there is kind of credence to the fact that H.H. H. Holmes is not his name, um, but we're going to go into that. Okay. So, okay. Amy, are you are you ready to talk about America's first, or one of, at least, America's first recognized serial killers? As ready as I'll ever be. Wonderful. So, Herman Webster Mudgett, yes, let's get that out of the way. Um, <laughs> oh wow! 
Um, I mean, that's a lot to take in, isn't it? Straight off the bat. Um, Your reaction to that was unbelievable. <laughs> I can't even say it. I can't even say it. I'm laughing too much. Herman Webster Mudgett. No wonder he renamed himself. I think right. he would too. Oh, Christ. God. That's um, bad. Mudgett. Mudgett. <laughs> oh, come on. Stop it. No. We can't we can't lose it this early on just because of a name. That's ridiculous. But that is that's a bad I, I would con- go buy something different if that's my name. It's considerably less badass than HH H. Holmes, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean no one's gonna get scared of someone called Mudget. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Herman's about, oh dear. <laughs> yeah, literally about to like axe murder you and he goes, you'll always remember the day you were killed by Herman Webster Mudgett and then you just piss yourself laughing. <laughs> but no, I, I'm, I refuse to be killed by you. I can't go out this way. Oh God, this has started, <laughs> this is a strong start. Um, yeah, this has gone downhill pretty quickly, very soon. So sorry about that. Okay, I'm okay. over it. I'm totally okay. over it. I'm good. I'm good. I've yeah, had a gulp of tea. I'm I'm collected. I'm gonna have some Red Bull, and we're gonna move on from his yes stupid ass name. Um, you know, I'm not even gonna repeat the name. Um, so it's probably best. Holmes um was <laughs> was born in uh, Gilmanton, New Hampshire, on May the sixteenth, eighteen sixty one, um to Levi Horn Levi Horton Mudgett. Oh my goodness me, this is this is terrible this is tragic names. Um and Theodette Page Price, um, both of whom were descended from the early English settlers. Um bad names run in that family by 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 that token. Um his parents attended uh, church regularly. It was reported that young Herman um was exceptionally bright from an early age. And did well in school. That was very well held. It's okay. We're good. Um, <laughs> Just on by. We're all professionals here. Yeah, this is a professional outfit. Can you tell? Um, Absolutely. He was nevertheless uh, bullied at school by his peers, and there were indications of what was to come. Um, yeah, before surgery. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I would have bullied the shit out of him with a name like that. I've got a terrible name. Like my my second name, oh. which you know, if the listeners aren't aware, sounds very close to an English term for copulation. Um, so I had a pretty rough time at school, but even I—I'm so sorry, I've just made Dom choke on his tea. Um, but even I would have bullied the shit out of someone called Mudget. So yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll just risk it, you know, because that's that's a bad name. Yeah, it's it's. It's not great. Um, so, rather unsurprisingly, uh, unfortunately, so um, he was he was bullied at school, um, and that would um, mean that he would start performing surgery on animals um, and start being cruel towards smaller children. So, we're ticking off the boxes nice and early. Yeah, by, by logical that. response to being bullied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After completing high school at the age of 16, Holmes, uh, or uh, still at this point, um, Mudgett, uh, began working as a teacher. 
Oh god. Uh Oh no. What? Oh, oh dear. He began working as a teacher and I mean if he was bullied by the kids as a school kid with that name, oh god, they would have ate him alive as a teacher. Good morning, Mr. Mudget. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just it's just a very unfortunate name. It is. There's it no is. excuse for being a serial killer, but I feel some people have more justification than this. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, he began working as a teacher in Gilmanton and then in the neighbouring town of Alton. Um, he would marry uh, Cla- Clara Lovering, the daughter of a prosperous family, on July the 4th, 1878, um, and she would assist in his uh, educational expenses. In 1880, um, the couple would welcome um, a son. Uh, he would in. <laughs> so just... I just thought like, they're going to double barrel their names. Then their second name would be Mudget Lovering. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a category on Pornhub. Um, it probably is. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm this... over it. That's the last joke I'm going to make <laughs> about his name or anyone's when name I... in this episode. When I outlined this, I didn't intend it to be a bit of a comedy episode to, to begin with, but it's... it's no, and I, I fully expect that it won't remain that way, but right now I just can't get over their name. But I'm, <laughs> put it, I'm brushing it under the carpet. I will remain professional through the rest of this. I'm so sorry. Yes. At the moment, fun time is is in in session. Later, fun time will not. Um, but at the moment, we can laugh because it's kind of funny. No um, yet. We'll be fine. No one's died yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, he would enrol in the University of Vermont in Burlington in 1879 when he was 18. Uh, but he departed after just one year. He would later enroll in the University of Michigan's Department of Medicine and Surgery two years later in 1882 and graduated in June 1884. Um, Holmes's inclination uh, towards legal contact, uh, conduct was evident during his time in college. Uh, he committed mortuary and cemetery robberies, taking cadavers to resell to other medical schools or use in intricate life insurance scams. Uh, It was believed that he also utilised the bodies for research, as he was known to have developed a passion for dissecting corpses. Just a normal, wholesome uh, passion. For some people, it's knitting. For some people, it's gaming. Not old Herman, though. No, Herman has a passion for dissecting corpses. Do we reckon he was a, uh, you know... But he had a real um, passion. I couldn't or, find anything no. about having that much of a passion. There might have been yeah. something that I couldn't, that I didn't find out that says there was, but there was nothing that I came across. I don't know. I think if you're spending that much time on dead bodies voluntarily, unless it's your job, so I'm not any morticians or anything, but unless it's your job, there's probably going to be a little bit of, I don't know. Maybe I've just got a very sick mind, but. I mean, he he seems he's with his rap sheet, like with all of those (laughs) things you listed in the intro. Do we genuinely believe that he didn't give the odd dead body a finger? Like I don't believe it. 
it wouldn't shock me if if it did turn out that he had, you know, a, a real Diddle. love um, for for human human bodies. Um, so it, he, he might have, yeah, he might have been a dead boy diddler. He might not have been. Um, so well, I don't know, but it yeah, could, no. Um, cannot confirm nor deny. Cannot confirm nor deny. Um, Holmes was um, physically um, abusive to his wife, Clara, according to housemates. Um, in 1884, before his graduation, she would move back to New Hampshire um, and would know very little of him afterwards. Um, after that, he relocated to Moores Forks, New York, uh, where there was a rumour that Mudgett had been spotted with a small child who would later vanish. Um, the youngster, according to to Herman, um, returned to his Massachusetts home. Um, there was no investigation and um, Holmes slash Mudgett was, uh, did leave town extremely quickly. Um, make of that what you will, but that looks a little bit suspicious. Mm. Not the kiddies. <laughs> yeah. Um, not not great. I mean, none of it's great. Particularly, kiddies is not great. Yeah. Um, so after moving to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, he would work as a keeper at Norristown State Hospital for a short while before quitting. Um, after that, he found work in a Philadelphia drugstore where he was employed. Um, and that's where he was employed when a youngster would pass away after using medication that he had bought there. Um, and just like the last time, um, there was some suspicious circumstances surrounding the death of a child. Holmes would quickly depart the city after denying any role in the child's death. Doesn't great, does it? It doesn't. <laughs> it, really, it really doesn't. And innocent people don't run. And yes, that is very true. That is very true. Innocent people do not run. Uh, Mudgett would marry uh, would marry again, and he would marry uh, Myrta Belknap um, in Minneapolis, Minneapolis. There we go, uh, Minnesota in 1886. Even though scandalously, he and Clara had not actually divorced. Um, A scandal. And scandalous, right? Oh, absolute scandalous. Um, and um, Mudgett and Belknap would later have uh, a daughter of their own. It was a few weeks after marrying uh, Mercer that he would file for divorce from Clara, uh, accusing her of infidelity, of all things. Um, <laughs> however. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's got his priorities a bit mixed up there, but all right. <laughs> um. So the allegations of infidelity were unfounded and the lawsuit was thrown out um, afterwards. Um, it was also around this time that he would change his name, um, dropping the downright atrocious Herman Webster budget um, for the much better sounding Henry Howard Holmes. Um, yeah. There, there has been rumors of there's been a few sort of different um theories as to why one of them is because he 
enjoyed the Sherlock Holmes novels and it was inspired by Sherlock Holmes. Um, but it's quite likely that it was done to ensure that he wouldn't be exposed by victims of his previous scams. Um, yeah, I mean, it does make sense. To be honest, I think there's probably a third option, which is it just sounds sexier. Yeah. It um, does. I love alliteration. And if you put those two names on paper in front of me <clears> and said, Amy, without knowing anything about either of these two people, which one do you want to fuck? I'd go with H.H. H. Holmes because you just would. Like, no you one's going to want to fuck him. Webster you wouldn't want to fuck. You wouldn't want to fuck Mudget, no? No, I'm, I'm not ready to be Mrs. Mudget. <laughs> not that obviously sex leads immediately to marriage, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's not for me. So I'll go H.H. H. Holmes because just Sam. That's I think that's fair. a legit um, reason for changing your name. Yes. Um, and Amy's reason, um, for, you know, her reason for, you know, being that H.H. Holmes just sounds sexier. Um, I did put a reason of my own down as well. Um, and that's because Herman Mudgett is just a fucking tragic name. Um, and I would have I would have changed that way, way, way before. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. He actually did. Much sooner than this. It is, it's a genuine thing. Like, sometimes you do just hear people's names and think, oh, Christ, really? Yeah. Really? That's your name? <laughs> oh, yikes. Um, yeah. But, oh, ble- oh, no. Should I out him? I don't know. Yeah, fuck it. Oh, God. Um, I used to date someone what? called Colin, who... Oh, Colin. I'm sorry to all the Collins out there. Don't listen. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, it's a fine name. It really is. But for someone like <laughs> our age, it's just not that common. And it was the only thing about him. Actually, there were a lot of things about him. Sorry. Um, but one of the main <laughs> things about him that I was just like, I, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like uh. it. That's your name. Like, can you change it? But basically, if you're having trouble finding a girl or a guy or a partner, have a think about what your name is and think about changing it. Because that might be yeah. the reason. If it's Colin or Herman. If it's Colin and you're under it. 50, change it. <laughs> Other other such names, Derek, Gordon, those types of names, if you're under fifty, just reconsider. Yeah, it's not it's not yeah, it's not good. Either um, be super hot, so hot that it doesn't matter, or reconsider. Yeah. <laughs> and if really... you're curious as to which category you fall into, send me a picture, I'll let you know. <laughs> have a have a really good dick, otherwise just change it. <laughs> also feel free to send me a picture, I'll let you know. Um <laughs> Oh God, Amy's DMs are, oh, are now going to get bad enough absolutely as it is. blown up with dick pics. <laughs> um... <laughs> oh dear. Let's move um, simply on. So, um, arriving in Chicago in 1886, the man now known as H.H. H. Holmes, which as we said is far sexier, um, would find work at a pharmacy in the city's uh, Englewood district. Uh, Elizabeth Holton, the owner of the drugstore, would hire Holmes, um, and after he proved to be a dedicated worker, Holmes would go on to buy the business himself. Um, across the street, Holmes would buy an empty site on which work for a two-story mixed-use structure, featuring apartments on the second floor and retail spaces, including a new drugstore on the first, was started in 1887. Um, 
1892, he added a third floor, telling investors um, and suppliers he intended to use it as a hotel during the upcoming World's Columbian Exposition. Um, and this would be the edifice that would become inextricably tied to H.H. Holmes. The neighbourhood would soon refer to the building as the castle, and journalists would later refer to it as the murder castle. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, so when Holmes declined to pay the contractors, um, they would sue in 1888. Um, still, work would continue and Holmes recruited and fired a number of construction crews in order to avoid having anyone clearly understand what he was doing and be able to claim poor craftsmanship and refuse to pay for the services rendered. Oh, that's sneaky. It's sneaky. sneaky. It's also some, somewhat smart. Like, if I mean, you, it is. Well, number one, it serves two purposes, doesn't it? Number one, no one's going to know what you're really building because no one's going to ever have like the full picture of what's been built and what happened. But also, yeah. you just never have to pay anyone. You just True. keep sacking them and then they, you know, you don't pay that one and then you hire another one. Although it does beg the question, where the hell is he finding all of these people? Because surely there's only a certain amount of contractors in that area. Like, just stop <laughs> going there. He's not going to pay. So at least they just talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it. Like, you know, it's like, I mean, Holmes, if you're going to keep doing this, you're going to run out of construction crews. Yeah. And then you're going to be building it yourself. Building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've run out of options. You're just going to have to finish it off on your own. Exactly. Um, uh, and to to emphasize um, how, ooh, hello. Um, how sneaky um, Holmes was, it would be later discovered that he never actually paid a dime for any of the supplies that went into the building. That's impressive. It is impressive. It is. I mean, it's not good, obviously, you know, pay your work. No. <laughs> but that is quite impressive, like, that he managed to get all of that done for free. Um, yeah. You know, we all love much. a freebie. We do. We do. So following the completion um, of construction in 1891, Holmes would advertise the building as a place to stay and posted job openings for young women in periodicals. Um, in addition, he would run advertisements portraying himself as a successful man uh, seeking a spouse. And soon, people would begin to disappear. Dun, dun, oh, dun. oh, sorry. He wasn't really a man seeking a spouse. It was just a way to get people to say, I think, hang on a minute, he's already... <laughs> married and he's already been a bigamist calm yourself mate but no i get it it's a way to get people to the hotel i was getting really confused but the last thing you're seeking is a spouse yes um he he definitely wasn't wasn't after a spouse no. um so so these are the murders that are presumed to be committed by holmes there are many many others that he is suspected of um but I'm just going to talk about the ones that are, are sort of thought to have been committed um, by Holmes. Otherwise, this episode is going to be longer than it already will be. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, Julia um, Smith. Is it Smith? Or... It's spelled S-M-Y-T-H-E. Is that pronounced Smith? Yeah, I think it's still Smith. Is it still Smith? Yeah, um, okay. 
Um, Julia Smith, uh, the 31-year-old mistress of H.H. H. Holmes, uh, was the spouse of Dr. Lawrence Achilles Ned Connor. Um, I mean, that's a pretty... that's a, Okay, that's, that's a pretty a... badass name. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I like it or not. I, I think it's I think it's all right. I mean, he's a doctor. He is a doctor. So Although his wife's cheating on him, so that says a lot. That yeah. is was yeah, no, that's true. Um, can we deduce from this, Holmes? Um... <laughs> Watson, we've got some. We've got a case to deduce. <laughs> yeah, I think I've deduced that. What's his name again? Ichlius. What's his name? Lawrence. Lawrence. Achilles, Achilles, Ned, Connor. Lawrence Achilles, Ned Connor, maybe has a small bit. <laughs> these, these are my deductions. <laughs> the man is catching strays. Oh dear. And also, oh, Ned. why I am not a detective. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so yeah, Julia Smith, um, who had moved into Holmes' building. Um, would start working at the jewelry store um, counter, or oh, the jewelry counter, sorry, in his drugstore. Um, Ned, um, or Lawrence, whatever you want to call him, uh, would leave Smith and their five-year-old daughter, Pearl, um, behind when he quit his job and moved away after learning of Smith's romance with Holmes. Mm-hmm. Um, unsurprising. Um, yeah, that's cool. Scandal. I didn't realize there was so much, um, yeah, na- naughty boyness. Oh, yes. About Holmes. He, Holmes other is... than the murders, which is, you know, the ultimate <laughs> in naughty. But, like, in terms of the, you know, scandal, I didn't realize there was so much. Holmes is a naughty, naughty boy. He's a dirty, go, dirty dog. Go and stand in the corner. Think about what you've done. Um, yeah. <laughs> ten, you need more than 10 minutes of the, on the naughty step with H.H. Uh, with H. Holmes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, Pearl and Julia would vanish on Christmas Eve in 1891. Um, at first, Holmes told friends that Julia had abruptly left to see her dying sister. Um, however, later on, he would change his account and say that Julia had run away from her previous spouse. Um, Holmes asserted that Julia had truly passed away um, after a abortion. Then, in an attempt to conceal the circumstances of her mother's death, Holmes claimed to have poisoned um, uh, poisoned Pearl. Um, while digging Holmes's cellar, a partial skeleton, possibly that of a child around Pearl's age, um, was discovered. So, uh, Emmeline um, Sigrand, I believe, uh, then 23, was employed by Holmes for six months, starting in May 1892. Uh, Emmeline seemed to have lost interest in Holmes and their relationship, according to those who saw her in the weeks prior to her disappearance. Um, the last known sighting of, of her was in December 1892. The authorities conjectured that she became pregnant through Holmes um, and was possibly a victim of another failed abortion that Holmes tried to later cover up. Oh, my oh word. My... I mean, he's got a bit of a pattern, hasn't he? Having yeah. affair, knock him up, kill him. Yeah, yeah. Just, just kill he... him in pants, mate. Save yourself the work. He he does have a certain type of MO. 
by 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 the sounds yeah. of this. Oh my god, that is a that's a name, Jesus. Um, Go on, you got this. Wilhelmina. She, she was called Min- Wilhelmina. There we go. Yeah. I don't actually think. No, the H is throwing you off. Yeah, the H is like throwing that. me off. Um, well, Minnie. Let's let's just go my Minnie because that Min- was how she was also known. Minnie Williams, a former actress, uh, relocated to Chicago in the beginning of 1893 um, at the age of 24. Holmes stated that he had met her in an employment agency, but it's likely that he had met her several years prior in Boston when he was using the identity Harry Gordon. I don't like that. That's too... I I don't like that. That I don't like Harry Gordon. It's two first names. That's really bugging me. It's, it's also giving me my my mind immediately goes to Commissioner Gordon, um, and he's yeah. a good guy. So I don't know. I don't a want the guy. association in my head. <laughs> it's entirely my problem, but I don't want it. Um, Holmes would offer her a job at the hotel as his personal stenographer, um, which she accepted. A stenographer. Stenog- personal stenographer. Hardly know her. Uh, Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was so bad. <laughs> I actually do know what a stenographer is. That's the stupid thing. I just wanted to make that joke. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, we can rush over it. <laughs> it was quite good, to be fair. Thank you. Thanks. I try. Someone's um, got to make good jokes around here, right? Yeah, it's not going to be me. My, my jokes are, are terrible. Um, in in May 1893, Holmes and Minnie would rent an apartment in Chicago's Lincoln Park, um, posing as husband. Lincoln Park. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I didn't. I thought that's what you said. I, and now I've. Just, it was. You know. That is what I said. Link, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Link, yeah, Lincoln. Not like. <laughs> Obviously, it's spelt entirely differently. <laughs> it's not spelt yeah. like that. Um, it's spelt Sorry. Lincoln. Just um, become so yeah. <laughs> Lincoln Park posing as husband. Oh, oh you totally um, husband. Joke. Fuck you. That was great. <laughs> I mean, to be, they are good jokes. I'm just winding you up. No, um, it's fine. Just don't worry about it. Hopefully, the viewers <laughs> and the listeners will have got it. <laughs> so, Minnie's 18 year old. Um, sister Anna Nanny Williams uh, would visit Holmes and Minnie um, and would write to her aunt on July the 5th, 1893, um, announcing her intention to travel uh, with, quote, brother Harry to Europe. However, Minnie and Nanny would never be seen again um, and Holmes would go on to con other people using Minnie's name. That's a bit oh, of a dick cheeky. move. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we took different approaches there. But um yeah, no, that's not good. I mean it is cheeky. But I was just like that's a bit that's a bit of a that's a bit but of an arsehole. Like, it doesn't feel like there's many strong motives. Like don't get me wrong, I feel like they did it, but like why yeah, why? Yeah. You know, there's no need for them to die. If you weren't into her anymore, just tell her to leave, you know, you don't need to kill these people. I guess that's what yeah. happened when you're a second. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I get it. 
Um, and at the end, you know, I, I sort of go in, not into, you know, absolutely, you know, massive detail, but I do go into why they're, why they're, why it might have been that he, that he did what he okay. did. Um, but before we continue on, I think now is a good place to have a quick break. Um, before we get into to the second part of our, our case. Amy, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think I've made a terrible jokes for this first part. <laughs> so I'll take a little break. The biggest one being Herman Webster Mudgett. Because, oh, that's bad. That is, that is a joke. Right, that's a, it's oh. the biggest joke of all. <laughs> Absolutely. Fully understand that name change. <laughs> cool. So... We will see you back here in just a few moments. Welcome to the Carolinas, where serial killers, abductions, and mysterious circumstances are abundant. Join me, Tiffany, and my co-host Sam, two moms, as we cover local true crime cases that will leave you wanting more. Tune in every weekend for our new episodes where we rotate between North Carolina and South Carolina true crime cases. Find us on all major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, and follow us on our social media. We're on Instagram at Cola City Crime, and you can find our Facebook page by searching our name, Cola City Crime. Hey friends, I'm Katie. And I'm Emily. And we're the hosts of Malice and Mocktails, a true crime podcast. We are just two sisters covering cases of both vintage and contemporary true crime. And because true crime can be a bit of a bummer, at the end of every episode, we share with you some of our favorite mocktail recipes. Join us every week, wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, make good choices. Welcome back to um, today's episode as we, we tackle part two of of the case of the cheeky chappy um, H.H. Holmes. <laughs> Did you... And no one's ever called him that. <laughs> Old cheeky Herman. Oh, he's um, so naughty, isn't he? Such a so naughty little sausage. Naughty little sausage. Such a scamp. Such a rascal. Um, how, Amy, how did you find part one? Yeah, I, I mean, I said it to you in the break, as I generally do, because that's where we waste all of our good content. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise he was such a scoundrel. Like, I obviously, yeah. I knew he killed people, and, you know, that's about as, you know, scoundrelish as you can get. But I didn't realise he was, like, bedding so many women and then killing them. I thought it was people that came to stay and he then killed. I didn't realise it was like he, all these women he was striking up relationships with. So, yeah, he's a bit of a... I, I've got, you know, I think there's salt in this theory. He's changed his name to something sexier and suddenly he's getting all the ladies. Like, I'm, I think I might be onto something there. Yeah, I mean, no one's attracted to a Herman Mudgett, are they? So... <laughs> I mean Her Herman isn't terrible, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's probably it Herman Webster Mudgett as a collective is Yeah, it's the combo. Dire. It's, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. not good. <laughs> Do we know cool. what does the H H stand for? Do we know? Is it Harry? 
Harry something. No, uh, oh. it's Henry Howard Holmes. Oh, sorry, I don't. I can't remember what the hate the middle H was. Yeah, called. yeah, I'm right. pretty sure. Right. I mean, hopefully my memory's not so bad that I've forgotten what I put in my own outline. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty sure it's. Yeah, sorry, I might not have been yeah. paying attention at that specific moment because I was too. That's right. The fact that his old name was Mudget. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm over that now. I'm definitely over it. Um, and we can. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> cool. So uh, let's dive into part two um, of this case. The third story of Holmes building uh, caught fire on August the thirteenth, eighteen ninety-three. Fortunately, just a small number of people, um, all of them being employees um, and long-term tenants, um, who were able to escape were inside the building when it was ablaze. Um, Holmes had obtained insurance coverage for the building from a minimum of four businesses. Um, However, instead of making payments, all four of them would very swiftly file lawsuits. Ouch. Um... Yikes. (laughs) Yeah, big yikes. That's not Um, ideal. No, no, absolutely not. That's the complete Um... opposite of what I wanted to happen. (laughs) I wanted money. And now you're now taking you're mine? Me. What the fuck? <laughs> what do I have insurance for? <laughs> you bastard. I-, I don't have any money. <laughs> it was all in there. Um, so in response to pressure from insurance companies to pursue charges of arson, um, Holmes, in a move that didn't look guilty in, in a, a, at all, would leave Chicago in July 1894. Um, he really has a knack for <laughs> leaving so, very quickly. <laughs> so quick <laughs> to Scarpa. <laughs> yeah. like, wait, what? What should I do? What would be the least suspicious thing to do? And by the time you finish the thought, he's already out the door. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh, we're, yeah. we're running. Okay, we're running again. Okay, doke. You know, it's like Looney Tunes cartoons where they just like yeah. run so quickly. There's like a silhouette. Like yeah, just silhouette. an outline in the wall. Just an outline of him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he necessarily thought uh, through how running would look, but yeah, yeah. it doesn't make it look great. It, no, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Um, when he returned to Fort Worth, um, he wanted to develop the land that Minnie Williams um, had signed over to him. However, he was initially detained and temporarily imprisoned in the same month on suspicion of selling mortgaged items in St. Louis, Missouri. Naughty boy. Um, When he was in jail, he struck up a conversation with a convicted um, outlaw named Marion Hedgepeth, who was serving a 25-year sentence. That's not the worst name, but that's not great. We've had some really bad names during this episode, I've just realised. I feel like those are the sort of things you really should brace me for. Um, <laughs> because I can't not react. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Hedgepuff is definitely not the worst. Although it, it's, I don't know, I think I'm trying to make it sound like something in my head and really it doesn't. So we can see. <laughs> um, Holmes had devised a scheme to obtain insurance coverage on himself. Oh God, let's start that again. Um, because I burped halfway through that sentence. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we take out your burps, but leave mine in. What? 
Oh dear. I know. I'm horrible, aren't I? <laughs> Being bullied and my name's not even Mudgeon. <laughs> oh dear. Um Holmes had devised a scheme to obtain insurance coverage on himself, then fake his own death in order to defraud um, the firm out of $10,000. However, the scheme would backfire when the insurance provider saw the red flags and refused to pay. Um, uh, Holmes did not pursue the claim. Um, Instead, uh, he would concoct a similar plan with his friend, uh, Benjamin Peetzel. Um, naturally. He's <laughs> so, fine, I'll just concoct it with someone else. <laughs> yeah, it does always make me laugh when people are like, I'm going to take out insurance and then immediately like burn down my house or whatever. Yeah. It's like, do you think that they don't know that those sorts of things happen? Yeah, like, exactly. They, they are aware <laughs> that insurance fraud exists. <laughs> it's, it's not a new concept, particularly when you've only had insurance for like two months. People oh, aren't dumb. Um, but yeah, I mean, sure, if it hasn't the company, do it with a mate, why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so Pitzel um, was a carpenter who had a criminal um, past. He and Holmes would quickly strike up a friendship and he would become Holmes's right-hand man for several of his criminal schemes. Um, Pitzel consented to stage his own demise in order for his spouse to get payment from the $10,000 life insurance policy which was to be divided between between Holmes and lawyer um, Jephthah Howe. Um, however, in an absolutely shocking turn of events, Holmes would instead kill Pitzel for real, um, using chloroform to render him unconscious before lighting his body on fire. God damn, H.H. Holmes. That is great. Wow. Um... <laughs> Okay, I mean, sure. if you're gonna get the job done, I yeah, that, that does it. Yeah, um, uh, that, was that... that necessary? <laughs> no, like, if he's already not. already agreed to give you the money, <laughs> then all of this seems a bit superfluous. But you know, maybe he just—I don't know—maybe he was cold, just wanted a <laughs> bit of the. <laughs> just gonna warm you up. Oh God, the fire's <laughs> getting a bit big. Oh, 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 oh you're dead. <laughs> Sorry about it. It's a risk you take in these situations, I'm afraid. Stop, drop, and roll. Good, Stop, good job you had roll. life insurance, eh? Nudge, <laughs> nudge, twinkly. Um, yeah, no, that's a bit odd. But cool. I mean, he yeah. does love killing people. If, if there's does. one thing you can say about our, our mudget, he does love a good murder. He does love a good murder. He really does. He really does. Um, so shocking, like shockingly, he would use the real corpse as support to get the insurance settlement. Um, <laughs> surprise, Sorry, surprise. I just got visions of him like going into the insurance office, like, see, <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> like the charred corpse. That's so. That's so bad. <laughs> but Pay it's out. Quite funny. <laughs> can you can you see? The man is dead. <laughs> Where is my money? <laughs> <laughs> this dude is super dead. I'm going to need that check. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so um, he would then um, go on to coerce Pitzel's spouse into giving him custody of three of her five children. Um, 
and in a in a considerably less um, humorous turn of events, he would admit to killing two of the children, Nellie and Alice, on October the twenty fifth, eighteen ninety four, um, by stuffing them into a large trunk and locking them inside. He would then drill a hole in the trunk's lid, thread a, a hose through it, and connected the other end to a gas line in order to suffocate the two girls. Nice. Christ, indeed. Oh, it's just all so unnecessary. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, budget. This is why you don't uh, bully people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right. Pretty much. Um, now, maybe we should just do like a whole anti-bullying series on the podcast. Like, this is a, a list of reasons, and by reasons we mean killers of why yeah. you do not bully people. Yeah. It's always it's always the quiet ones. You've got to watch out for them. Um, I was very quiet in school, and look at me now. I know, right? Right. Amy's exactly. actually uh, Amy's actually got a rap sheet that's quite long. Um, She's just very good at uh, escaping conviction. Um, I use the H.H. H. Holmes method. I just <laughs> run before I'm caught. Cool. Holmes would uh, bury the naked remains of the two girls in his Toronto uh, rental home cellar located at 16 St. Vincent Street, uh, where Frank Geyer, um, a Philadelphia detective um, who had been tracking Holmes, would later discover them. Um, Holmes would later rent a cottage in Indianapolis um, and uh, Detective Gayer would then proceed to follow him there. Uh, according to reports, Holmes went to a nearby pharmacy to buy the medications he needed to kill the third Pitzel child and to re uh, repair um, and go to a repair shop to sharpen the knives he used to dismember the body before yet again setting it on fire. Why it's really like setting bodies on fire. Um That's the bit that you can't along to from I mean like, there's a lot. There's a like, lot. Obviously obviously there's like, a lot. That but... little list of errands, like, is just so <laughs> far removed from anyone else's list of errands ever. Like when I say, Oh, do you know what? I just I've got some jobs to do. Yeah. I'm like I usually mean I'm gonna pop to the post office, get a Starbucks <laughs> and, and yeah. maybe, I don't know, pick up some cigarettes or something like that. What I'm not doing is sharpening my murder tools and buying drugs for my victims. Like, that's just such a weird... Like, I can imagine him moaning about it. Like, oh, I've got to go to the drugstore. Yeah. Sharpen my knives. Fuck's yeah. sake. Murder's so much effort. Do you know what I mean? It's, and, it's just very odd. Yeah. And he probably did as well. He probably saw it as such an inconvenience that you had to go and sharpen his yeah. knives. Um, which is... But like you say, it's it's not... You know, I <laughs> I go to when I go shopping, like on my shopping list is like burgers, bread, milk, sugar. It's not <laughs> sharpen knives, buy medications to kill someone. Um, yeah, I mean that is pretty much but... the joke that I just made. Um... All right, all right. I won't cut that out. How, also, are you happy? I won't no, cut that fine. out. I don't expect you to cut it out. <laughs> Also, burgers, <laughs> milk, and sugar is a really interesting shopping list. I mean, that's not my shopping list. <laughs> it, it felt real. Like, that felt like a real shopping list. I was just thinking, <laughs> burgers, milk, sugar. Okay, okay, I can get on board. 
Maybe that's what I have for dinner. <laughs> Burger, Every milk night. And sugar. <laughs> um, it might be good. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So uh, later on, um, the uh, boy's teeth and some of the bone fragments would be found in the chimney um, of of uh, Indianapolis home. Um, after being pursued by the Pinkertons from Philadelphia to Boston um, on November the 17th, 1894, H.H. H. Holmes was finally apprehended, bringing an end to his murderous rampage. Of all things, Amy, of all things, it was an outstanding warrant for the theft of a horse that got him caught. <laughs> That's weirdly, I know this, I'm nodding like a knowing nod. It's because it's one of the really weird things that I remember about this case yeah. is that it was he got caught by a horse. Um, well, not by a horse. <laughs> That's but the horse just that like, was I got you. Um, no, but he got caught because of a horse, like of all uh. things. Um, although now that I've said caught by a horse, that does sound cooler. Like, I kind of wish it was that. <laughs> but yeah, got a warrant for a horse. That was one of the things that I remembered about him. But yeah, I mean... The horse... It was out. Um, was it Al Capone that got caught for tax evasion? Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's not outside of the realms of possibility that it's for something that isn't really, you know, the worst thing ever. Um, yeah. It, so, it's yeah. it's just it's just strange, though, isn't it? How like, you know, Al Capone was the head of you know the Chicago mob and killed a load of people, committed a load of crimes. But oh, it was yeah. tax evasion that got him tax caught. Um, but then H. You, H. H. Holmes... you know, the, the police get you for something. And as soon as yeah. they've got you for one thing, they build yeah. up a case to charge you with other stuff. And I'm sure that's what happened with this as well. So he, that oh, yeah. horse, you know, yeah. did a lot of good in the end. I've been looking for you for such a long time, Holmes. <laughs> Nay. <laughs> Uh, I definitely like... prefer the idea that he was caught by a horse as opposed to because of a horse. But he's got like he's got like story. a little siren on his head, <laughs> <laughs> like a police unicorn. Um, after Alice and Nellie's bodies were found in July 1895, Chicago police and reporters started looking into Holmes's uh, Englewood building, which obviously by this point, is now known as the castle in the neighbourhood. Ordinary retail premises such as a pharmacy, a blacksmith shop, a restaurant, a barber shop and a jewellery store occupied the ground level of the structure. Holmes's living quarters and offices were located um, on the third storey. But on the second floor and in the basement, they discovered a reported emphasis on reported elaborate house of horrors um it was reported by the newspapers of the time that the second story was a labyrinth of about 35 small windowless rooms hidden passageways trap doors fake partitions and a stairway that opened out over a um quite sizable drop to the alley behind the home and to add to this house of horrors in the basement was said to be pits of quicklime jars of poison, surgical instruments, a blood-spattered dissection table, um, a crematorium, um, and torture devices fastened to the walls. 
It sounds like it would be a pretty solid Airbnb, if you ask I me. I that's horny. <laughs> Sorry, that's a joke. Um, <laughs> no, that's pretty bad. Um, it does make me wonder how people didn't know. If, yeah. if that's true, which, again, reported, like we said before, there was a lot of you know, journalism going on at this point. We don't know how you know true all of this is. Yeah. But if that was there, it's particularly on the second floor, if that was there, all these rooms, all of these things, surely either his partners above that you know went above with him in his living quarters, or the people in the businesses below would at some point go to the second floor and find it. Yeah. Like if you think about working yeah. in a shop with, that has two floors, normally you have the shop on the ground floor and then you go upstairs to like some sort of staff area or, you know, yeah. a space upstairs where you get away from customers, basically. I think anyone that works in retail can re that you need that space. Um, but I, I just don't get how no one knew it was there. Yeah. Surely you have to go it's... through the second floor to get to the third floor anyway. I yeah. don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too too logistically, but <laughs> it's surprising. <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying is it's very surprising that no one realized too, that it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so, uh, following a trial in October 1895 for the murder of Benjamin Pitzel, Holmes would be found guilty and given the death penalty. By then, it was clear that Holmes had killed the three missing Pixel kids as well. Um, after being found guilty, Holmes admitted to 27 killings and six attempted killings. Holmes showed almost no signs of dread, worry or depression up until the point of his execution. Instead, he would, rem he would remain composed and uh, quite friendly. Nevertheless, he requested that his coffin be buried 10 feet below the surface and sealed with concrete because he, of all things, of all things, he feared grave robbers would take his body and use it for dissection. I mean, he would know, right? <laughs> he, yeah, he, he would. Um, Do we know last meal for him? I feel like he had a strange one. Uh, no. Um, I, I might I have made that up. I don't know. Um, hang on, I'll have a quick. Have a look. I'll do a quick bit of research while we're. Do a quick uh, bit of uh, while we're live. Not that up. we don't do research beforehand, um, but <laughs> I feel like he had a weird one. I might have totally like, you know, made this up now, and it's actually really disappointing. But I reckon it would have been a bit of an odd meal. To be fair, I, I don't think it. Oh, it's not. It's not that weird. No? It's um, what is it? Boiled eggs, toast, and coffee. Oh, weird. that's. Oh, that's a that's I mean, a letdown. It's not burgers, milk, and sugar. So <laughs> it's not burgers, milk, and sugar. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, no, sorry. I thought he was going to be uh, in my head. That it was a much weirder last meal than, but I guess that is kind of weird. I mean, of all the things you could have. Yeah, one of the more unique last meals that I that I've heard of. Yeah. Um, I don't think my choice would be dippy egg, but who knows. I mean, maybe he just liked, really liked his egg soldiers. Yeah. Who knows? Mm. I mean, I get that because egg soldiers were damn good. True. Um, so the execution of H.H. H. Holmes was a rather brutal affair for those who watched. Um, this is because when the trapdoor opened and H.H. H. Holmes dropped, his neck did not, uh, didn't break. Um, so 
Instead, H.H. Holmes would dangle, slowly being strangled to death, twitching for around 15 minutes before finally being pronounced dead 20 minutes after he dropped through the trap door. Mm. That's not what you want. Yeah, that's that's a nasty way to go. Slow hanging isn't the fun hanging. Um, (laughs) None of us mind being choked occasionally, but not. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. I mean, you could argue that he deserved it. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely, yeah. Um, but at the same time, that's that's a brutal... And I suppose that's the... That's the... Um, occupational hazard that comes along with execution by hanging is that... that I, and I reckon that might have been... That might have been relatively common. I reckon that might have happened... More yeah. than we would have thought. <clears throat> I mean, maybe at this point, I know at later stages of hanging, it was generally like up to the hangman to make sure yeah. that the rope was the right length to stop. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that would have been particularly considered at this point. It was more just a get up hung type yeah. job. <laughs> get hung. <laughs> get, get hung. Get hung. Stick that on the um, Okay. <laughs> In August 1895, um, a fire would break out in the infamous castle. Um, two men were observed going into the buildings. Um, I phrased I phrased that bad um, in the notes. Uh, two men were observed going into the buildings back um, between eight and nine o'clock in the evening, um, according to a New York Times newspaper clipping. I was expecting a joke, Amy. I'm surprised. I held it in. I don't always (laughs) go for the cheap joke. (laughs) Um, They were seen leaving the building and scurrying off around 30 minutes after they entered. Yeah, I usually Um, scurry off pretty quick after someone's been in the door. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) You've got to give me time to think of it, otherwise it's no good. (laughs) Um, The building did uh, survive the fire and stayed in use until 1938 um, when it was torn down. The site where the building once stood is now the home of a very ordinary, unassuming post office, of all things. Um, And that is the case of H.H. Holmes. Well, not quite. Um, because how much of what we've just discussed discussed is true, how much of it is true to a certain extent, and how much of that is entirely false. Um, I pose this question as um, a little something called yellow, yellow journalism was extremely commonplace during the time which Holmes was active. Amy knows uh, what yellow journalism is, um, and for those of you who don't know, the phrase yellow journalism refers to journalism and related publications that focus more on eye-catching headlines rather than on reputable, well-researched news, often presenting little to none of well-researched news. Um, techniques could involve sensationalizing stories, stirring up controversy, or exaggerating news stories. Um, so with that being said... Let's talk about some of the aspects of this case that are cited as historical record. Um, but after, you know, 
contemporary accounts have you know looked into the hh holmes case might be sensationalized or straight up did not happen um amy are you ready to talk about some yellow journalism today yeah i mean as a former journalist it's not something that i personally indulge in um yeah <laughs> i want to know um yeah i think i could guess the bits that are maybe not true okay. but i'm gonna i'm gonna withhold and see Okay. Gonna say. I, I reckon. I reckon you'll you'll know as well. I think and anyone I think, could. If you if you think be, yeah. about it, there yeah. are some bits that don't quite match yeah. up. But yeah, hundred percent. But make a great story, you know. Yeah, and, and that's you know, journalism a lot of the time is print myth. So yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's essentially the eighteen nineties equivalent of clickbait that we have today. Um, okay. so. Um, there are uh, claims that he murdered as many as 200 people within his macabre hotel, which, as we said, included underground crematorium, gas chambers and trap doors. But the true number is likely to be much lower than that. Um, Adam Selzer, author of H.H. Holmes, The True History of the White City Devil, um, says, quote, there's a total of about nine that we can say with some confidence he probably killed. Um, he confessed to 27 at one point, but several of them were still alive at the time. There is also no proof that Holmes tried to murder strangers by trapping them inside his hotel. Um, Holmes was indeed a killer, but his murder castle was no more a murder castle than it was a functioning hotel. Um, as previously stated, there were a variety of companies on the first level and long-term rentals on the second. Um, Holmes did uh, erect <laughs> um, a third story with the intention of using it as a hotel, um, but the addition was never completed and was never open to the public. Um, Seltzer would state the whole idea was just a vehicle to swindle suppliers and investors and insurers. Also, yes, I did snigger when I said erect. I know I'm a child. I know. <laughs> you should never laugh at people's erection. <laughs> um, I've learned that the hard way. Uh, pun intended. Um, <laughs> it makes a lot more sense that it's insurance fraud based. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Particularly when you think about the way that he managed to get that work done in the first place. Like he was basically yeah. scamming from day yeah. one. So. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. And I think the 27 number, the confessions at the end, that's quite common when you're already sentenced to death. I think a lot of killers try and big up themselves, basically. Yeah. Like, they, they yeah. add on a few extra numbers. They, they say a few things that didn't happen. Because if you're already going to die, you might as well be infamous. Yeah. And that, that is common. You know, a lot of people have done that. Um, yeah, you know, when they're they've got nothing to lose, you might as well try and make a bit of a legacy for yourself. Yeah, maybe not in the right way, but you know, nine doesn't sound, in serial killer terms, as good as twenty-seven. So why not add a few yeah. people on? And it might be yeah, that he did exactly. think about killing him; he just didn't. And it's it's worth noting that Holmes would change his confession numerous times. Um, he changed his account. Uh, quite a bit so 
it you know it's very difficult to to be like which account is true which account is not true um newspaper newspapers would start to publish graphic accounts of holmes's purported um murder castle upon his arrest with the allegation that he had installed as i said trapdoors and hidden chambers um to kill and torture visitors uh author harold Schechter of this is the longest book title i've ever seen in my life um of depraved the definitive true story of hh H. holmes whose grotesque crime shattered the turn of the century chicago i would shorten that book title personally because that is yeah. a mouthful Just um, depraved. yeah <laughs> Um, he would claim. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I might come up in the wrong searches. I mean, also true. That's probably that is probably a, a category on Pornhub. To be fair, um, as is most things we've spoken about today. If you look hard <laughs> enough. Um. So so yeah, he would he would claim that yellow journalism, the 1890s famed practice of exaggerating or fabricating news stories, is to blame for these sensational details um and i say 1890s famed it it's still very much a thing in 2023 oh, yeah. um yeah <laughs> hasn't gone away yeah you um, get red top tabloids you know they yeah, they do their own yeah. stuff and like you say clickbait is rife so exactly everything exactly. is a thing on the end exactly um so in actuality, Chicago police who were looking for homes looked into his building and discovered nothing unusual. Um, newspapers reported without any proof that Holmes used the chute in his building to move victims to the basement. However, him having a chute was not out of the ordinary since many buildings of the time had laundry chutes leading to the basement. These um, tales would transform Holmes's building into a grandiose torture chamber, complete with soundproof rooms to muffle the cries of victims. Uh, Schechter would say, quote, it's my belief that probably all of those stories about all these visitors to the World's Fair who were murdered in his quote-unquote castle were just complete sensationalistic fabrication by the yellow press. Um, for his part, H.H. H. Holmes himself would define himself as, quote, but a very ordinary man, even below the average in physical strength and mental ability, in his memoir. He would add, uh, quote, to have planned and executed the stupendous amount of wrongdoing that has been attributed to me would have been wholly beyond my power. And while that may be a little bit of duper's delight, maybe it's worth noting, but that could also be complete bullshit. So, yeah, take of that what you will. I mean, someone that's we know he's killed people. We know he's killed children. Yeah. So someone that's done all of that in the methods that he's done it. Yeah. Can you believe anything they say? Does it really matter? Yeah. He's dead, yeah. and that's where he should be, really. So yeah, yeah, it's a bit. And it's a cool you story. Know. I get why it's been so blown. Like, yeah. whichever bits of it are true and whichever bits of it aren't. The idea of, like, a murder hotel is cool. So, kind of yeah. okay with the sensationalist journalism. He's dead. That bit's done. You know, he yeah. he died for what he did. And that's good. Yeah. The myth and the legend that surrounds continues to inspire so many things that 
we love watching and, and stories yeah. that we like and TV shows and movies that we like. Then who, who cares now? Yeah. So much later in the future. Yeah. You know, I know, 100%. What's real and what isn't. 100%. And don't worry, uh, listeners, we are coming to the end. Uh, we are nearly there. Um, I know Amy's, Amy's ADHD brain might be <laughs> screaming, oh, Dom, why are, you, stay broken. why are you dragging this out? Um, but we're nearly there. <laughs> no, like most episodes, it's actually my bladder that's betraying me. So <laughs> I'll be quick. <laughs> We've been recording for an hour and a half, and that's about my limit when it comes to needing a wee. So, <laughs> sorry, um, this is probably TMI. <laughs> Uh, so in light of of everything that we discussed, the case and, and the possible embellishments, um, the psychopath portrayed in the White City Devil story seems a little bit out of place. And we are left with a whole different sort of criminal psychology, more in step with modern notions about depraved killers and their twisted motives. The murders committed by H.H. H. Holmes weren't motivated by passion, rather, Holmes committed these crimes out of convenience and desperation in an attempt to silence witnesses and anyone who may have learned too much about his activities, which naturally included fraud and forgery. Thus, we are left with one maybe awkward last question, and that is, which is worse? H.H. H. Holmes being the devil of our collective imagination who clinically murdered hundreds of people, or... H.H. H. Holmes being the kind of demon that kills kids and attempts to kill entire families in order to hide something as trivial as insurance fraud. And that is finally the end of our case on H.H. H. Holmes. Um, Amy, if you had to say which is worse, could you? Or as, as you've said, does it really matter at this point which is worse? I think either way, he got what he deserved. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not like this was a Jack the Ripper type thing where no one knows who he was and he, you know, got to live out his days potentially. That didn't happen. This was very much, he got caught, he was hung yeah. painfully um, and that's how it ended. So neither of those scenarios are good. Yeah. You know, they're <clears throat> awful no matter which way you look at it. So if we're looking at it as the bare minimum of truth in the sense that he killed, let's just, you know, not even massive amounts of people, let's just focus on three kids. He killed three kids to yeah. cover up insurance fraud. Then, yeah, he got what he deserved and we're good. Um, yeah, I would agree. And like I say, you know, it's, if if the other stuff is true or if it isn't, either way, the idea of it being true has resulted in so many things that we today enjoy. Like, you know, there's films about him, there's books about him, there's fiction that's been inspired by his story, and then that's cool. Um, so that yellow journalism might be good in that yeah. sense. It wasn't good at the time because it was false information. But now we can take that and say, brilliant, you know, let's, yeah. let's use it as inspiration. And, and you can't say that doesn't happen all the time. Like Jack the Ripper being a great example. That was all over the tabloids at the time. Yeah. That was sensationalized. Everyone was talking about Saucy Jack and 
you know, the ripper and, and winning my strike again. But that, all of that, that like myth that was built around him inspires so much now. Yeah. Jack the Ripper is huge. And H.H. H. Holmes is also huge. I mean, not quite the same in comparison, but, you yeah. know, still definitely a source of inspiration. And that came from the journalism, not necessarily the man or the crimes himself. The man and the crimes are nice and rounded. You know, he did do some bad shit and he, he died in a horrible way. That's all complete and in the annals of history. But the legend lives on. Yes. Um and there's even the there's even the theory that because of the timeline, H. H. Holmes might have been Jack the Ripper. Apparently. I don't I don't personally believe that no. at all. Um but there there is a yeah. theory that he it the timeline of when Jack the Ripper stopped and H. H. Holmes it intersects apparently um so there's there is a, a theory that he was jack the ripper and that's why jack the ripper was never caught um i mean we could do a whole fucking episode on that right but <laughs> for me no the, yeah, the, I, I don't the I mo don't. is far too different yes um I, I, people don't change that much yeah exactly and like i said I, I don't particularly believe that um and although a very cool story idea it is a very cool story idea, and I think that's the big takeaway from H.H. H. Holmes is it's a good, obviously not good in the sense of, of what he did, um, but it's a good story, um, and might some of it have been false? Probably. Um, might some of it have been exaggerated quite a bit by sensationalist news of the day? Probably. Um, but does that really matter now um like you said he paid for what he did um and he's inspired so much media since then um so it's a fascinating case i think regardless of what's true regardless of what's false um and i'm very stoked that we we've covered it because I've, I've wanted to talk about it for a while um and as me and amy have talked about the initials of the podcast meant that we had to talk about him at some point. Did we, Horror we House to. Holmes? <laughs> Horror House Holmes. Uh, that's good. I like it. Um, Amy, would you like to see us out for this episode? Absolutely. Um, thank you, as always, so so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed hearing about H.H. H. Holmes or Horror House Holmes, as he will now be known. Um, <laughs> If you enjoy what we do here, if you like listening to us, if you like watching us on YouTube, hi. Um, please do give us a like, give us a subscribe. That's really hard to say. Um, we're we're up to eighty four subscribers now. Woohoo! Let's get it to a hundred before the end of the year. That would make my tiny, dark, shriveled heart happy. Um, yep. Let's do that. Let's aim for it. Comment, you know, leave us a little review. If you've got an idea for a case that you want us to cover, give us a shout. Come over to um, Instagram, horrorhouse underscore pod, and send us a little DM, slide on in, tell us something that you would like us to discuss. Yeah. We'll happily do that. Um, if you want to support us financially, you can do so by buying us a coffee. We know what the buy me a coffee link is at this point. You don't need me to describe <laughs> it. It's in the Instagram bio. Go and give it. Yeah. Or 
if you want some delightful merch as modelled by yours truly currently, yeah. if you're listening, trust me, it looks great, um, then head over to the merch store, 50% off at the moment, and free shipping. Um, I just can't say that enough because it just doesn't happen. But until next time, thank you again so much for joining us. And as always, stay sp- Stay spooky you weirdos honestly i've been dealing with a wedgie that entire episode (laughs) (laughs) it's so upsetting oh dear (laughs) oh it's just not can't work under it these was, conditions. You can't work under these conditions. <laughs> I'm going to talk to my agent because this is unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs>